What's up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of Adulting Unscripted. I'm your boy, Sam. And I'm your girl, Lady Q. So here's your breakdown this week. So we're going to kick it off with our highs and lows. You already know the vibes. And then we're going to talk a little bit about, could you deal with your best friend talking to your ex or a nigga you fucked with before? Hmm. <laughs> I want to know if you guys were... We're in a relationship with someone. They don't okay. even have to be a baby mama, baby daddy type situation. It doesn't have to be that. No, okay. but let's just say this is someone you were with for five years, right? You had this whole relationship for five years. You guys broke up, and one of your close friends started dating them. Do you think if they later came back and apologized to you for it, do you think you could forgive them? Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> go ahead. I'm going to go first, but he I can said, already tell you. I'll start first. I would feel some yeah. type of way. <laughs> Next, we'll talk about how to keep the creative fire burning while still working a nine to five. What I really love about it is the it's the art, the the art and, the, and the um, collaboration. And like the industry sometimes like takes the collaboration part and makes it like the last mm. rung of what you're of what you can think about because you have like, you know. Yeah. Competition with everyone. And then we're gonna end it all with another Q and S where we're gonna discuss prenups. Would you have one? Would you not? How you feel? Let us know. Because things happen, but I feel like if I don't trust you enough, but then again, people change. People change, People switch up on you, but I just feel like, uh, my gut instinct is to be like, I feel like if I don't trust you enough, then what, like, why am I even married to you? Yeah. So stick around, and you don't want to miss this episode. guys welcome back for another episode of adulting unscripted where we're always unscripted a bit unconventional but mostly unbothered i'm your girl lady q and you already know i'm your boy sam all right and today we have a special guest in the studio with us go ahead and introduce yourself hi i'm stephanie or slay the music Ooh, slay the music wait what does that mean Oh, so Slay, uh, S-L-A-E, that's my initials, Stephanie Leanne Earl. Cute. And I uh, do some fun, silly music sometimes. Okay, we're definitely going to have to unpack that. Yes, okay. we definitely will. So um, what we like to do when we start off the show is we like to go ahead and give our highs and lows for the week. So since mm-hmm. you're new to the show, we'll let you go last, give okay, you a little chance you. to ruminate on what your high and your low is. All right. Um, I can start. Do it. Okay, so we'll start with my highs. Because why not start off on a high note? My high is that tomorrow, we're recording on Sunday, guys. We're, we haven't gotten our schedule together. We'll get it together. But tomorrow, I start my new job that you guys have been hearing about, if you're loyal listeners. So that starts tomorrow, and I'm super excited Yay. about it. I know. I can't wait. Um, You Snaps know, my, lady my first venture into the 9 to 5 world. I, I feel so adultish, oh, if you will. Love I don't know. It. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. I'm excited. I'm so excited. Thanks. I'm excited too to see like to get my feet wet and see what's going on mm-hmm. and and jump into it. So that's my simple. All right. 
What's your low? So my low, um, <laughs> yeah, I was like, do we do all highs yeah. first? <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. We'll do no. highs and lows. It's yeah. a really depressing low section. <laughs> my low is um, I discovered today someone stole my iPad out of my car. Um, it's annoying because it was mine. but <laughs> Yeah, it's annoying because it was theft of you know, my stuff. But, uh, but mm. you know, at least they didn't steal my car, I guess. So perspective. But yeah, it sucks so that that happened, and that is definitely my low because... I don't want to buy another one, but I liked having an iPad. So, yeah. So, Sam, what about you? What is your highs? What is your lows? Um. Okay, so, wait, what you, you start with your low, right? I started with my highs. Okay, just kidding. <laughs> Sam was up. asleep. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't. I was awake. You're totally okay. Maybe a little drunk, but anyways. Um. So, my low this week is that literally on the way here, my fucking bumper, my back bumper fell off my car. Mm-mm. Dang. Yeah, it wasn't like the best time. I mean, okay, it wasn't, like, so the best time for that. Did you stop and get it? No, I just <gasps> no. I was on the interstate. I was on like oh, seventy five, eighty five. No. It wasn't like I was like on some like like I was. It was like two options: like get ran over or save your rubber. Right, right. So the plot. So begins. I chose to. Well, neither. I chose right. neither. <laughs> I chose I neither. Chose I chose to move in. <laughs> flight. Maybe it was so three I options. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It was like fright or not fright, but flight. Fight, fight, flight, flight, or fight, flight or freeze. And, you chose flight. and I chose flight. Like that's what I chose. Like I could have maybe chose freeze, but then I was scared the person behind me would have chose like flight and like flew into me. Yeah. Or like. Also, like stopped and chose, you know, fight. fight, fight and, like, and get the bumper. Yeah, I think you made, get the, out you made the right me. choice. I think. Thanks. Flight was definitely what was necessary, appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, what about your high? My high this week is. <laughs> so it's like weird because it's like a high, but it's like, is it? Because it made me mad, embarrassed, but it was like a cute embarrassed. Anyways, so I was at work. And this guy walks in, <laughs> and he walks in, and he's like, is there a Sam Gant here? No, he walks in, he's like, hey, I'm trying to drop this off. And he holds up this big-ass edibles arrangement. Oh. And I'm like, okay, sure, who's it for? And he's like, is there a Sam Gant here? And I was like, what? <laughs> he was like, a Sam Gant. And I was like, yeah, I was like, I'll make sure that gets to him. Because I was so embarrassed. And of course, my coworkers working beside me were like, bitch, who the fuck isn't you? <laughs> and then it became like all about my business and all about like people like wondering, like, oh my God, who sent you this? Who sent you that? Because the card said the ending note was from your secret admirer. Like, it had a message and it was like from your secret admirer. Oh cute, though. <laughs> it is cute. It's super cute. But it's also like, what the fuck? <laughs> Wait, so do you not low-key know who this is? or I low-key knew who it was. Oh, okay. I was like, oh, no. Like, is yes. this a stalker situation? Or... That's what my coworker said. <laughs> my coworker's like, I mean, fruit's I nice until it's like, what does it lead creepy. to? You know? Yeah, like... no. It wasn't one of those. It was just kind of like, I was like, I'm pretty sure I know who this is. And from the wording, I could tell. Because, you know, like, when you know someone, you know them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> So. When you know, you know, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like- <laughs> <laughs> Very much that. Very much that energy, though, for real. And so I was like, I know exactly who this is. But I didn't know until I knew. 
Mm-hmm. You know, like until yeah. he okay. told me. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> makes sense. But yeah, that wasn't. Necess- but that was not. That was my high. But it was embarrassing. But it definitely it made me feel special a little bit. Well, that is super sweet and that cute, sweet. and you can't go wrong with an edible arrangement. So y'all really step can't. your game up and give people don't bump these flowers. Okay, get an edible arrangement. I'd prefer or that. Or send them for you. Don't catch that. But, yeah. Or that. <laughs> <laughs> they probably spend more than that on the fruit. Fruit is expensive. But it anyway. is. I know. And to have it cut out in the shape melon. of flowers, mm-hmm. it's like, that's expensive. They charge you a lot for that. I know. He's so sweet. Oh. Uh, stop. No, 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 no. I'm not doing this. Okay. Ooh. Next. Ooh. <laughs> Next. <laughs> wait, wait. Pause. Okay. <laughs> Welcome back. In that. Welcome back. I'm, I'm just saying, like, I, I'm just saying, like, I'm not going to catch feelings again. Why not? Cause I caught them, I released them. Caught and release. Oh, <laughs> no, no, no. Catch and that release. was like that was like two weeks ago. Okay, catch and release was episode two weeks ago. Listen to it, y'all. But like, <laughs> no. So because I cannot, I cannot afford to go down that same path. I cannot emotionally. I cannot. And also, most importantly, it's like I think when I think about my relationships, I think about me, how I feel. But I cannot have him feel that way because I genuinely know that I real deal loved him and I genuinely know that he real deal loved me so I'm not gonna put me through that but also I'm not gonna put you through that either oh this is someone you already dealt with previously yes oh, okay so my secret admirer was my crush mm-hmm. not I'm sorry not my crush my ex mm-hmm, I see never mind I he's see the one who sent me this like flowers or fruit shaped like melons. flowers. I thought this was flowers. basically. I thought this was a. I thought this was right. like a new. A new no, though. ma'am. And I thought it was at first, but then like the way he worded it when I like started reading the message and I like dissected it, I was like, like oh, oh, this is packed with future stuff or yeah. past stuff. Mm-hmm. Yes, I see. Okay, all right. Well, mm, I don't know about that, but moving along, mm-hmm. we'll, we're gonna come back to that. So, Steph, I hope you had enough time to think on your highs and think on your lows. Yeah. So you can start whichever way you want. Uh, I'm gonna start with my high. Okay. I like that. Uh, let's see. So, I had two extra days off this week, um, and I just kind of took them off on a whim because um, my partner Tyler doesn't really. Um, we have completely opposite schedules. He works at night, and I work during the day, Monday mm-hmm. through Friday, and he works Saturday through Wednesday. So truly, ships passing in the night. So. We had two days uh, that we were both off and didn't have to work, and it was awesome. So there was a lot of, like, snuggling. That's very nice. Um, We have two dogs that are very snuggly and a king bed that they take over. So that was really (laughs) nice. Um, Low – so my high is, like, not being at work. Low is, like, I used to be uh, pretty busy all the time. Before 2020, I was, like – I have to do five creative projects a year and, like, grow towards blah, blah, blah. I had very, like, strict restrictions on myself or, like, guide, or standards I was, like, needing to hit in order to feel satisfied. Mm-hmm. I feel like 2020, like, flipped that on its head and, like, made me stop. And now, you know, we're almost through 2021 and things are getting to some semblance back to <clears> – <throat> people how they being were. yeah right, or how I, don't, I, I don't like the word normal so i won't say it it's annoying i don't want to get back to normal that's annoying that's not where we, we should do better but anyway so i now am like having a hard time like getting that drive back where i was mm. like i like took a break and now i'm like 
you know? <laughs> like, now I'm, like, still exhausted. And I also am evaluating a lot of, like, why I was an artist and why I, like, liked the craft of acting and why I like performing and that's therapy for you <laughs> it'll be like why why did you need that why did you need that attention what were you doing that for um so now with like a lot of that awareness I'm like huh like what are you gonna do with that what are you gonna do with it now so I'm at a, like a crossroads of like not really knowing I put so much of my identity in that kind of stuff before and like what I did and so now I'm trying to undo that and be like who are you that's really important. I think a lot of times as creatives, especially when we're coming up in school, high school, and then if you choose to pursue it outside into college, I feel like we put a lot of emphasis on that. We put a lot of attention into that. We're really focused and like, okay, this is what I want to do. I want to become a musician, a singer, a producer, an actor, a dancer, a model. You know, I want to do something in this creative field. Like, that's my passion. And then once you get out into the real world per mm. se, I feel like then you're like, okay, well, yes, I need Wait, to do that, but yeah. I also need to eat. So now right. I have to get like, I don't know, a regular nine to five. And then and then also just us being in a, a job or in an industry or trying to like break through an industry that is so like heavy rejection and heavy, like it's not like something you like do A, B and then C, here you are. It's like C, what, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's 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 like you kind of start questioning yourself and questioning things, and then it makes you reevaluate yourself. Like how how am I gonna do this? Do I want to do this? Right. Yes, that was you such know? a big thing for me. It's like you know I I don't I know I think both of you were like this at least since high school. We've been like the artists, and like mm-hmm. people have kind of when they think of us, that's the kind of vein that they put us in. And mm-hmm. so I've always felt, and I've I've been like performing since I was eight years old. I feel like I have had that label placed upon me that I felt like if I didn't succeed in entertainment and as an artist, then like I failed everyone's expectations of me. Mm-hmm. So I am realizing that like, it's not really my passion. It's like, oh shit, I, if I don't do this, I'm a failure. And so it's like, oh, that takes a little bit of the joy out of it. And it makes me realize why I was so stressed out all the time when I was like doing it, quote unquote, where it's like, oh, I'm making money as an artist, blah, blah, blah. It was just stressful and like yeah. made it not Enjoyable. worth it at all. So so do you feel like this is something like the arts in general? Do you feel like that's something more so now that you feel like you want to kind of just enjoy as a hobby or like a side project? Right. And I hate the word hobby, too, because I feel like that's such... Like, people put, like, a a bad connotation on it. Like, you gave up, so now it's your hobby. But it's more like uh, I want it to be more for my, like, mental health than I do for my, like, career growth. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't don't want to monopolize my artistry anymore. Like, I, I don't find joy in that. I don't, like, have any... Like, if you are talented and get, can get paid for it and you love, that's awesome. Like, no more power to you. But I, like, did not, um, probably because I didn't make enough money doing it. <laughs> but, like, I, I didn't really care for that. I put It put me in the mindset of, like, um, the grind and competition and all this other stuff mm-hmm. as opposed to, like, the art. What I really love about it is the, it's the art, it's the the art and, it. the, and the um, collaboration. And, like, the industry sometimes, like takes the collaboration part and makes it like the last mm. rung of what you're of what you can think about because you have like you know yeah. competition with everyone mm-hmm. uh, I really love that like not I mean not loving your experience of like kind of like 
seeing something that you're like caring about the crafts, like seeing that kind of like crumble before you and like the politics of it all. Mm -hmm. But I love that your love for it is stuck with the craft. It's like, I just love this craft, mm -hmm. you know? Like, that's what I love about it. That's what I'm here for. Yeah. But again, it's like the politics of everything kind of right. a lot of times makes things crumble. It makes it like, I don't know. So how do it. you, how, Stephanie, do you feel like you take back your joy of the craft and take back your joy of acting or music or producing or whatever it is you mm -hmm. want to do? How do you feel like you take that back and turn it back into something that you love I feel like uh for me it's instead of finding projects that like oh can I be a part of this which is great if I can find them but I like I want to create my own mm -hmm. so and that's what I'm trying to do with like my music stuff it, none of it is like great like or masterful it's all like me wanting to connect to my artistic side and like having an outlet that is just mine and so repurposing how I use art in my life as opposed mm -hmm. to like putting so much pressure on that aspect of myself to like give me everything else in my life I I mean it saved me growing up so I like I want to honor that part of me and like still I, I can't like let that go I know mm -hmm. that that is very right. ingrained right, right, I right. like feel very deeply I am an empathetic person and now I have like training and know how to use that in like an acting world and I feel like actors and specifically people that have been trained like Meisner I feel are like a little bit they have an awareness of right. people and like how people are reacting. Anyway, I feel like that more of the story is has been such a benefit to my life. So I kind of want to use that and the knowledge that I've learned from the craft of acting and, and like the psychology of drama itself and like use that to help people. So I, I really eventually want to go back to school and get my master's in <clears throat> some sort of mental health and be like a drama therapist mm. and use like art in a very collaborative way in a space that's very safe that I can create. And like that's what I feel the integrity of art comes back for me. Mm. Um, oh, so I'm sorry. Keep going. No, it's it. No, that's, that's it. I, I tend just, to ramble. So just, I, no, 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 you're fine. No, we love, no, it. We love I, conversations. Yeah. I love that. I love that you just exposed all that to us. And I just think that's so beautiful because I've never thought of that. I've never thought of a therapist using art as a way to connect to someone, you know? Yeah. And I think about, like, even, like, children and maybe even children. I'm saying children. I'm thinking, like, you know, like, children. Adolescents. Like, great, to, yeah. yeah. But even, like, 17-year-olds, adults, you know, like, 17-year-olds or adults, like, I feel like could really use that. And that's just... So cool because I've never thought about that. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's yeah. And I think that definitely goes back to even that episode that we had when Summer was on, when we were talking creating about your creating own your own stories, creating mm -hmm. your own um, artistic outlets. It's very important to do that, especially when you want to just maintain your love of the art for the art. Mm -hmm. It's, I mean, because you won't always be able to be a part of a project that you think really mm -hmm. resonates with you or that you think you deserve to be a part of. So it's, it's great to be yeah, able to Yeah, and how many times have you heard a song, y'all? And you hear a song and you're like, this is exactly how I feel. Or like this, like there's a, even if it's just one line in the song and it just really sticks, like it's needed, mm -hmm. you know, like art is needed. It's connection, which is what I really want in life is connection with other people. Like I, I feel like that's what the driving force in a lot of, a lot of our 
choices is trying to connect with other people. And I feel like, yeah, we have such a cool gift that like we hear music in our heads Mm -hmm. that we can share to other people. So I don't want to like neglect that part of myself but I also don't what I realized is what's not important to me is making it quote unquote I was making that a priority because it felt like it was um, expected of me but I was like no like some people want to be famous and to be like I get that that's not me at all it's never been me I really just like doing it I like creating with other people and talking with other people like philosophical conversations I don't need I don't need other people to watch me do that necessarily. Yeah. And I think another thing Mm -hmm. that I was thinking about that that really made me, it just kind of solidified what I was thinking about a couple days ago. I was watching um, Wu-Tang, an American saga. I don't know if you guys have seen it anyway. It's about... I've seen like the first half of the first episode. Yeah, it's about like basically the creation of the Wu-Tang Clan, which was this popular rap group back in the day. Anyway, it just made me think, like, especially when you're doing things for the love of it and because you just want to make great music or you just want to make great art, Mm -hmm. I think it's important to realize there's no one way to make it, you know? Mm -hmm. Just because some people become recording artists or become movie stars or, you know, TV TV stars, that's not the only way to make it because, you know, maybe Mm -hmm. you take your music and you start producing scores for TV shows. Maybe you take your acting skills and you start teaching. Maybe you start, you know, maybe you can take your skill and put it into another Mm -hmm. avenue that still incorporates what you love to do but might not necessarily be the way you thought you'd get it. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I think it's important to, if you love it, keep going and there's probably a way if you want to make money for it, you can find a way to do it and it might not be it might not be, you know, being the star, but maybe you're behind mm-hmm. the scenes and maybe you're making just as much money because let's right. be honest, you know you want the money. Or maybe you're <laughs> doing it helping people's mental yeah, health. Yeah, or helping people's mental health. There's or, all kinds of ways. Yeah, there's so many ways and I think that's like be encouraged and I think being encouraged is, like you said, is the biggest thing about it because if that's your passion, it's been put on your heart mm-hmm. for a reason. You can find some sort of way to do something with that talent and mm-hmm. and to help people and help yourself, help your family. So don't give up, I say. And... Um, yeah. That's keep really going beautiful. with your art. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Success is really about persistence. Like you could be really talented and not be successful. You could, you know, mm-hmm. be but like the people that just keep doing it. Honestly, exactly. shoot your shot and the more shots you shoot, the more likely you're able to <laughs> to make it. To, to make, make it. it. Exactly. Yeah. That sounds so lame. We can definitely cut that out. Yeah. Um, we're not going to cut it out because I like that. Shoot yeah, for the no, stars <laughs> or the moon or whatever. Um, <laughs> but we are going to move on. Yes. So pop culture wise, have you guys heard that, I think this happened recently, that Lil Fizz recently apologized to Omarion for messing around with his baby mama April. Have we heard this? Do we know about this? So I did not know about this, but this sounds juicy. So basically, Lil Fizz and Omarion were in a group together back mm. in the, what, early 2000s? Yeah, that was definitely like Y2K. Era. Yeah. Um, <laughs> bom, bom, bom. B2K. B2K, um, <laughs> Boys in the New Millennium. So they were all in a group <laughs> yeah. together. Um, and then fast forward some years, Omarion impregnated this woman, April. Um, I'm, I believe they had a relationship for a while and then they broke up. And then... Lil Fizz ended up getting with her and having some sort of relationship. So he recently came out and publicly apologized to Omarion while Omarion was on his world tour. Now, keep in mind, I very much think this is about money, why Lil Fizz is doing this, but that's not what I want to talk about. (laughs) I want to know if you guys were... 
were in a relationship with someone. They okay. don't even have to be a baby mama, baby daddy type situation. It doesn't have to be that. No, okay. but let's just say this is someone you were with for five years, right? You had this whole relationship for five years. You guys broke up, and one of your close friends started dating them. Do you think if they later came back and apologized to you for it, do you think you could forgive them? Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> go ahead. I don't know if you go first, but he I can said, already tell you. I'll start first. I would feel some yeah. type of way. And I know it's so weird because we just talked about relationships last week. We and I'm not saying that it's the same thing, but it's like with someone with my viewpoints. But no, no, no. I would not be able to be like, oh, it's all good. I mean, five to six years later, cool. Like, I'm over it, but the fact that it took you five to six years. No, to no, come, it hasn't been five or six years since they like since they got together and apologized. Let's say they apologized, I don't know, the a day. year later. Yeah, no. Um, just because I just feel like if you're my friend, most likely I've talked to you about him. And I've been like, oh, yeah, whoop-de-whoop, like, yada, yada, yada. Like, this is how I feel. And, like, you know, like, you know how I've And then for you to be like, oh, yeah. And then for you to still, like, no. And something similar to me has kind of happened. And it it just rubbed my skin the wrong way. And, I mean, I worked through it myself because... If you my friend, like I'm I'm not gonna do no extra shit because you my friend for a reason. You know what I'm saying? Like well, I have a, a good sense of character. Yeah. And I believe in like the part of me that was saw a part of you that was like, Oh, they should be your like y'all are friends, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm not I'm not I'm not ever gonna be mean or weird to you. But at the same time, it's like when you do things that made me kind of look at you sideways, I'm going to look at you all the way sideways. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, was there no conversation? Because that would be my like stipulation and the nuances here. Was there any conversation before? Absolutely no. Okay. So mm. that's messed up. And also, like, was it like, oh, no, we got drunk at a bar and now? Like, also, no. We're going to assume no. they have like, a relationship. <laughs> okay. So that's fucked up. Um, that's messed up. And because, like, I feel there's got to be a conversation because, like, hey, so obviously you don't have any claim on this person anymore. But, like, but if I care about you, then I do care about how you would feel about me making this dynamic even more messy. So it's, like, I feel it does say something about your friendship. Mm -hmm. I don't – well, and I just want to say I don't think the girl – has any sort of responsibility in this. I think she could date whoever the fuck she wants. If it, You know what I mean? Right, like, right. I, I know this isn't what we're talking friend. about, but right. like, <laughs> she can date whoever the fuck she wants. It's not her No, friend. I agree with that. I agree with that, too. Like, it's like, even like when it happened to me, I wasn't mad at him. Right. I was like, or I wasn't agitated at him. I was agitated at my friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He gonna do whatever the fuck, like, I don't give a fuck about him. Right. I'm like, how, like, mm, like, it just, it, I don't like the way he moved. Mm. I feel very much the same way. And I hate to even invoke girl code because why? But what are we, 12? But yeah, no girl <laughs> code. Like, because if I'm dating anyone and we dated for five to six years and then you're going to come behind me and then get with my ex, do you know how many people there are in the world? Right. Mm. There are so many people and you decide that the one person you can't be without is my ex? I don't believe it. Ugh. I don't yeah. believe it. That shit used to piss me off. Especially not if you don't come I'm to me first. Right. <laughs> Like, How dare you? absolutely yeah. not. And to put another layer on it with Lil Fizz, it's like, you're probably doing this because of the money. So it's not even like on some friendship shit. Like, you just want <laughs> what, what? money. Money from who? I'm sure it's probably trying to get back on the Millennium Tour. <gasps> mm. He's like, oh, I'm irrelevant. Right. I need to get back in. Let me try and hop back in the public eye. 
Yeah, ill gross. But yeah, ill gross. okay. So I guess the general consensus is yeah, no. Is don't do that. And talk to your friends if you like your friends. Be like, hey, this is what I'm feeling. Am I crazy? Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, they'll be like, you are crazy. Go feel that for someone. Any else. friends like yeah. fans like Joey I feel like when and I, I, I'm just thinking back to. I feel like. Did, I don't know if my friend came to me and was like, hey, Sam, like, yada, yada, yada. And I was like, okay, that's fine. But even if I said it was fine, I feel like it was kind of, like, evident in my tone that, no, it's not fucking fine. <laughs> but it's not fine. But I didn't want to seem, like, whatever. But maybe it's on me for Communication not. is really Just hard. being transparent. <laughs> it's, and it's harder when you're, like, figuring yourself out. Like, I was in oh, my right. young 20s. Exactly, right. So I was like, am I being a hater for saying no? Like, I don't know. Like, you know. Mm-hmm. But... I was just like, obviously I'm uncomfortable, even though I'm telling you what I think you want to hear. Right. But you took that and ran with it. But is that your fault for taking for listening to what I said to you? Right. So that's you know? like the like, oh, man, I have to like be an adult about this, which sucks because <laughs> it's like I totally feel you like read the room. But also like, yeah, we can't assume that other people can read that mm-hmm. because, again, not everybody is mm-hmm. like. I don't know, as sensitive to other people's energies. I feel like actors in general and artists are like, oh, the room is changed <laughs> and like I can sense things. Like if you tell somebody like, no, I'm good. Like they kind of have to take you at face value. Not mm. me. I, I be expecting people to understand but when I say artist, something bro. that you're, I don't yeah, mean it. Fellow, yeah. <laughs> when I say, <laughs> I expect you to know that. Like when you ask me to do something, like if you're like, hey, Lady Q, will you do this for me? And, you, and I go, um... <laughs> yeah, that you should take that to me. No, I feel like you should understand that the way I said that <laughs> meant that I didn't artist, really want to do like it. Like Stephanie said, like you know, <laughs> feel and, that. But, and then doesn't that? Read the tone. <laughs> but when, but if and when people don't, doesn't that make you feel even more like? I don't know, salty at that person because you feel like they they, they asked you to do it in spite of knowing you didn't want it to. Does. But you're like, right, you're right. So, but that's yeah. not what you told them. But no, see, I think she's right. I feel like they know, they feel the tone. They're like, oh, I, I heard that tone, but she said yes, so <laughs> I'm gonna run with it. And then I do feel extra salty because I'm like, you knew I didn't mean that. <laughs> How? What if you tried though, going like, I don't. I wouldn't, I don't want to do that. I really want to say yes to you. However, <laughs> I don't, don't want to. I don't. But I don't. I'm, I'm not going to be able to. And I can't. <laughs> I really want to say yes, but I can't. Or you could just be like, I know I've said yes to you in the past, but today <laughs> over. it's a no. <laughs> I really don't want to say no, but, but I'm going to gonna have to. Today That's I'm actually all I have with me is no. It's a no for me, dog. It's a no for me, dog. I say no 101 <laughs> with Steph, Lady Q, and <laughs> Sam. You can take your pick. Pick any one of those. You give them to your friend. They all work. I'm fucking dead. That is fucking funny. I think my favorite would be like, <sighs> no. Like, just like straight up right in their face. Don't oh do that. Oh, my God. Oh. Yeah. That was hilarious. Yeah. And, I mean, it is true. Yeah, it is true. Learn how to say no and just stick your foot beside what you mean. I think that's a lesson I'm really, like, learning and getting comfortable with. I'm definitely mm-hmm. having to get comfortable with that because I don't say no enough, and I need to, mm-hmm. and I want to, so. Well, and it doesn't have to be, like, going, it doesn't have to be, like, black and white where it's, like, oh, I say yes to everything, and then, or, oh, I'm, like, kind of abrasive and, like, aggressive about not, like, doing me and not helping anybody. I really do feel like it's just, like, respecting yourself as much as you respect everybody else, which is really difficult. 
to do in practice in real life. And that way, and if you consider yourself an equal part of the team, whatever you're doing, like, then you can have a little bit more insight into, like, what's fair for you so that you can then have confidence being like, no, I, I feel like I've done my part mm-hmm. and that's what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Would you I've like- done enough. Yeah, I think that's, that's, that's it. I'm Thank you. <laughs> so, okay. I really like that. And I'm definitely going to be trying to take that into practice because, Same. like I said, your girl needs to learn how to say no. Yes. <laughs> well, no. Yeah. <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> Ooh, girl, I so can't. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So now I do want to get into, so we did get an email. Um, oh, cute. Yeah. Mm. We got an email. So it's from Peri La Bruja. Okay, come so on we're with. Gonna, we're gonna come on with it. I'm gonna read it to you guys, and then we'll. <laughs> we're hot. That's way Yeah, it's Spanish. Oh and no, so, I know. I and just. And we'll get into it. Come on, Petty Witch. Here it is. Here's the email we received, you guys. Hey y'all, love this podcast and wanted to say thank you for creating this dope needed forum for realness. Here's uh. tea on my last open relationship, and this is from it says M Atlanta Georgia. About eight years ago, I entered my first and only open relationship with my second boyfriend. At the time, I expressed to him that I cared for him and felt our physical distance was too much for me to make a monogamous commitment. He agreed to try an open relationship to allow for both of us to have sexual partners outside of each other. I'm so sorry. Can you repeat? Yes. You don't have to start at the beginning. The part about the open, the first, okay, I heard like the first time. So eight years ago, it was her first first and only open relationship with her second boyfriend. Okay. She said it was, the distance was too much for it to be monogamous. Okay. All right. He agreed to try an open relationship to allow for both of us to have sexual partners outside of each other. So he agreed to try the open relationship. Okay. Long story short, I wound up leaving the boyfriend because one of the partners I met was open with, was okay with being open at first, then over the course of a few months wanted monogamy, and I wound up having more of an emotional attachment to them. What I learned from this experience was, one, polyamory is not a quick fix for feeling unsure about a partner. You should just break up if you can't do long distance or they can't meet your basic needs. Number two, monogamy is not for everyone, but it's definitely for you if you meet someone who makes you change your mind. It might be a season, it might be a lifetime, but if someone comes along that makes you feel focused only on them, it's worth it to give it a real go and see what happens. So that was the email that they sent, which is pretty much in response to that last episode that we posted. Yeah, can I see your phone really quick? Yeah, sure. I just want to read it really quick because... But y'all can. I haven't gotten to the questions yet, but there, oh, there sorry, are questions after. So, um, so the question for me, it says, "Congratulations on the new job. Thank you. <laughs> do you feel like Mercury retrograde played a part in the email mix-up that delayed your start date? Also, do you think if you were to get married, you would become friends with new friends of your spouse?" Okay. And then a question for you, Sam. And then I'll let you see my phone. Do you believe that a contract marriage, i.e., prenuptial agreement, should include an expiration date for the relationship? like to allow for a new vision of commitment or a new version of commitment that gives a limited agreement that can either be renewed or not, but with the same legal benefits of marriage, health insurance, sharing, property ownership, adoption, et cetera. And then also they want to know if we have a Patreon or a donation basket, which not yet, but we will be working on that soon. So um, I'll let you see my phone while I go ahead and answer the questions that she asked me. Cool. And in the meantime, you can cash up either of us and just put adulting unscripted in the for reason. Yes. Um, so my cash app is dollar sign SAM4 times, but times is spelled T-I-M-E-Z. Yes, and my cash app is dollar sign Kwanisha Boo, Q-U-A-N-E-S-H-A-B-O-O. And you can just put in the, sh- in the n- notes again 
for you can just put adulting a scripted. We'll know what it means. Whoever you cash app, and then we can use that to yeah. pay our fee because um, we do pay a fee to like you know host our podcast on certain sites. Certain sites is free, but certain sites we have to pay for. So we can use it for that, or we can use it for different things. We're going to start again with excursions soon, so it'll help us with that. Like you know, whatevs. But okay. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and answer the fir- uh, the second question that she asked about whether or not I felt like if I got married, if I would become friends with new friends of my spouse. I think this was because I was saying I don't I don't want any new friends <laughs> on the last episode. And I think, <clears throat> I guess it would just depend on who I'm marrying because I feel like if I'm, if I'm going to marry someone, before I even get married to them, I'm going to meet their friends and I would kind of mm. suss them out. To, before we even got anywhere near the marriage phase. So I definitely feel like I would want to suss them out. So they'd probably already, if not be my friends, they'd already be someone that I'm comfortable with. So if we were to then get married, I feel like it wouldn't be that much of a stretch to then just kind of bring them into the fold and make them full-out friends, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm. So. It's so much easier, too, when you're friends with your partner's friends. Yeah, because you don't always want to have to... Um, hang out with your friends. You want to be able to mix it up sometimes. Yeah. So is that the end for your answer? That was the end for my answer for the first question that was asked. Okay. I mean, the second question. It was actually the second question. And for the first question about whether or not I felt like Mercury being in retrograde had anything to do with the email being mixed up. Let me see. Okay, so I had to look it up really quick because I wanted to know, get like, I make sure I knew what Mercury in retrograde meant, which it says it's an optical illusion, which means it looks as looks if the like planet's moving backwards, backwards from yeah. our view here on Earth. Um, maybe it did. I, I'm not going to say it didn't, but I am going to say I'm happy it happened because I really did need this extra time, like this extra week to kind of get my mm. money up with Instacart. Mm. So I'm really glad I was able to have this extra time before I had to do this start date, which again starts tomorrow for me. So I feel like it definitely worked out in my favor. So mm. I appreciate it. I'm happy about Love it. That. So Sam, what about you? Okay, so as far as the question goes, um, I've been reading over it while you were talking. Um, I was listening to you, though. But I've been reading over it, and I was just kind of like, <sighs> okay, so it says I wound up leaving the boyfriend. And I'm wondering, is the boyfriend the one that you met, right? No, the second she boyfriend. ended up leaving the one she originally started the open relationship with. For the person she met while she was with someone else. Yeah. Okay. So, who who got left? Basically, well, she's not really asking a question about her relationship, but basically, no. It says, "Long story short, I wound up leaving the boyfriend because one of the partners the original, I met. Yeah, the original. So guy. you ended up leaving the original person. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Which is um, totally chill. Totally chill because if that's not what you wanted to do, I get it. Um, okay, so. With my second boyfriend at the time, I expressed to him that I care for him. I don't know. That whole part, like, I would honestly have to, like, sit down and dissect it. And I feel like I'm taking up too much time. But the question's for you, though. Yeah, yeah. No, I I see that. But I'm trying to, like, start from the bottom and work my way down. You know? I mean, start from the the top top and work. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, hmm. Because it's like, if y'all been this, okay, so eight years ago. Okay, so my question is, do you believe that a contract marriage should include an expiration date for the relationship? And that relates to what I was trying to read earlier, because I feel like it, like, 
if we've been through this, through the thick and thin, of course I would feel some way. Do I believe that that relates to your marriage? No. I mean, your relationship? No. Because I feel like, okay, we've been in this contract. and I feel like her question was more so along the lines about what we were talking about last week, about how you felt like you would want to have partners for a certain a amount prenup of time. should include an expiration date for the relationship. So if I have a prenup, if I have a contract, if I'm in this relationship, like a signed relationship, which is prenuptial agreement is like, okay, if we split, mm-hmm. then like this is how it divides up, you know? Mm-hmm. But... That's a contract relationship to me. Like, now our relationship is on contract. Does that make sense, y'all? Yeah, but it can also, like, um, include stuff during your marriage. Like, prenuptial agreements can also be like, you're going to do this. Oh, yeah, but so is marriage in general. Like, regular marriage is a contract. Right. So, but I, it's interesting, this thought, though, because I actually had this conversation with someone recently where it's like, shouldn't all marriage just be like that? Because, like, especially these people getting married at 21. Like, why don't we just say, like, I'm going to commit to you till I'm 31, and then we can rediscuss this, mm. you know? And, like, there are certain things that, like, I don't know, add time onto that. Like, you have a kid or, like, <laughs> you know, yeah. someone has a really bad illness or, like, takes you oh, out no. of it. Yeah. So, all right. If you have a really bad illness, so basically, if you're drafted into the war or whatever, like you, yeah, those vows don't apply anymore. Well, then you have like <laughs> not sickness and health. You, forget that. No, I think I, you have longer I, time to be. With I them. agree with the second part of the question. Um, and talking about like an expiration date, and then they were talking about but like to allow for a new vision of commitment that allows for a limit, like gives a limited agreement that can be renewed or not but with the same legal benefits of marriage. Quote, unquote, health insurance sharing, property ownership, adoption. Like, if I could be like, look, like, my finances, no, it's over, we're done. I said five years. Like, if I could put a time limit on said said agreement. Okay, cool, I said five years, it's been five years, boom, bye. Mm-hmm. But after that five years, like, I can still check yes or check no. Like, if you're on my health insurance, I could be like, yeah, sure. Like, you know, I would want the, like, I mean, father of my kids to be, like, you know, like, to be straight. Like, you know what I'm saying? I would want him to have health insurance, or I could be like, you know, like, Well, okay, yeah, then you cool. just sign that in your contract again. Yeah, that's what they're. That's what she's, ask, she's mm-hmm. asking. So you feel like you agree with that? You would want to do that? Yeah, I think so. I just think, like, if I love you enough to marry you, even if you turn out being a trash-ass partner, I, I'm i not the type of person I would still want you to be okay. I'm not the type of person, like, like my you're, you're my parents' kid. I mean, you're my kid's parent. You know what I'm saying? I want to make sure you're straight. Like, you're not just an ex. Like, mm. my kids call you dad. You know what I'm saying? So I want to make sure you, you're okay. If something happens to you, I want you to be okay. Agreed. I mean, I definitely want you to be okay, but I don't want to fund it if we're no longer together. Like, I don't want to, like, I don't want you to be on my health insurance if we're not together. Or, like, mm-hmm. if. Yeah, I feel like that's different. That's like, that's much. child support at that point. Or, like, you know what I mean? Like, a different mm-hmm. type of, yes, I want to support this part of your life because this is who you are to my child. I mean, you should have that already for yourself, you know? Right. Like, you should already be able to do that for yourself. But if you called me and needed it, I'm not going to tell you no. I'm not going to tell my kid's father no. Right. But like, I don't want a um, court document linking someone right, to me. I have to do that. Yeah. Mm. So, like, mm, I don't know. 
Right. I guess I'm just going off the fact that, like, whoever I it is that I choose to have kids with, like, he's going to be able to hold his own. Hold his own. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I'm also thinking of it from a standpoint of, like, me, like, if I asked you from that for that, which I would never do, but if I did, what the fuck you mean, though? I had I had a whole ass kid like we have whole ass kids together like what the fuck you mean though half ones we shared a home you know or maybe maybe we adopted right like it could not even be genetically related but there are kids that don't matter you know what I'm saying we have whole ass kids together what you mean though I'm over here raising your kids and you can't I don't know that's just weird to me but again no because then I also think like just because we have kids together doesn't obligate me to you it doesn't but it forever. It doesn't obligate me to you, but it's not about me and you. It's about our kids. And if something happens to my kid's father, I need to make sure he's okay because now my kids are involved. Do you know what I'm saying? That's how I think about it. I don't think about me and you like, oh, well, like, that's on you, bro. No, that's my kid's dad. Like, my kid needs his dad. His... I don't know. That just don't make sense to me to think that way. But I get that, like, you know. And also I think that's partially because of the fact that I grew up in a very in a blended household. You know? Mm-hmm. I grew up in a blended household where it was like my parents were like my parents like I grew up with my mom and dad biologically, but I had sisters who were not biologically 100% like I mean they are 100% my sisters. Mm-hmm. Don't ever get that twisted, but I grew up with sisters who were who you know had a different parent. Yeah, mm-hmm. like technically technically half siblings. Technically, yeah. you know? But blood commit, they're my sisters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so, but my parents, like, never made that, like, a deal. It's like, it's somebody, it's say less, you know? I don't know. So I think that's just, like, how I grew up. But I realize everyone doesn't feel the same way. And, you know, because, I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. I mean, I feel like if you have kids with someone and you have a family together, if you were to divorce or break up, yeah. obviously you want you don't want them anything bad to happen to them, and you would want them to be around for the kids and be able to yeah. co-parent or whatever your agreement is that you have. But and you know what? Okay, I do know. <laughs> <laughs> so I do know. So it's not the fact that like you know I I grew up in that type of household, which I did, but I also feel like. So many people are not not able to say the same thing. Like, the other parent or whoever they're trying to co-parent with, a lot of times it seems like you have one good parent and one bad parent, or, like, one present parent and one, like, parent, you know? Like, parent that's just, like, not in the way. And I think because I didn't see that, even though, like, the parents lived in different states, they were still very present. And I think that's really what it is. And I feel like I've seen it work. It can work. So why would you not want to make it work? But I have to also understand that I am the minority in that situation. Like, I am the rarity. You know what I'm saying? Like, most people don't, they can't say that, you know, that's not really the case. And also, I just think, like, by custom, that's just not really how we're bred. Mm. Like, as Americans, I just feel like we're kind of like, I'm going to do my thing. I'm going to take care of mine. You take care of yours. Boom. It's not really a community mindset. It's more of an individualized mindset. So going back to just the marriage and like and getting married in general, do you think if you were to get married like tomorrow, would you want to mm-hmm. sign a prenup? Not tomorrow. 
Like, um, you, well, I don't have you shit, your, so, No, I'm, sure, even still, fine. even still. <laughs> would I want to sign a prenup? I feel like if I love you enough to marry you, prenup for what? If I feel like I don't trust you, then I'm not going to marry you. So, yeah, I'm going to have a prenup, but there will be no question for a prenup because I already want to trust you, which means I'm not going to marry you, personally. And I feel like if I love you enough, and I think, you know what it is? I feel like I think I judge other people by how I am. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like if I fall in love with you, then I'm assuming you love the way that I do, and that's what brought us together type of shit. You feel me? Mm -hmm. So it's like, would I want to have a prenup with you? No, because I know that even if this all goes south, like, there's certain things, and, you know, I've been really hurt over this a lot, actually, because there's certain things with people I've loved, and I would never do what they did to me. Because I would never do that. And so going into, like, relationship, whether it's friendship or relationship, I just kind of assume, like, you would never do that to me. Because I would never do that. I don't give a fuck, like, how much you hurt me. I would never do- But they did it. I was about to say, but that's what gets people jammed up. It. They did it. <laughs> that's what gets people jammed so up. So maybe I'm a full in love, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think that's the case. Steph, what about you? If you were getting married tomorrow, would you... Would you... Okay. Right, let me modify the question. If you're getting married tomorrow and your partner asked you to sign one, would you sign one? And then flip it if you wanted your partner to sign one. like, Would you be yeah. able to ask them? Yeah. So if my partner asked me to sign assuming, one. Okay, sorry, yeah. one, more, one more caveat. Assuming you have everything you have now. Yeah, yeah. Like, like no one's like filthy really, rich. No one's wealthy right now. No one's wealthy. Um. Uh, so if my partner asked me to, and I'm thinking about like my current partner, mm-hmm. if he asked me for a prenup, I would definitely... I know he would be fair. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I I do think it would be out of, like, I'm doing this because I care about us and I want us yeah. to... Like, I, I would have every confidence that he was doing it so that we... So that I would feel comfortable. And, like, I... Um, I, I, like... Again, I probably wouldn't ask Tyler for a prenup because I feel like if things went south, he'd take care of me. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I know people think that sounds naive. It really no, does. No, that's exactly what I'm saying, though. Yeah, and so I, it's like, if I'm, the person I'm going to marry, I hope, is, like, my dad, like, my dad and my mom went through a horrible divorce, but, like, he was, like, trying to give her money. And, like, she, well, we won't get into that, but, like, that's the kind of person that I'm looking for, is someone right. who, like, cares more about other people than themselves. Um I don't fault anyone for doing prenups. I think they make so much sense, especially with the statistics around marriage. Like, I get it. Um, if you see the vow, how you how you know we portray the vow, which is like forever noise and sickness and in health and better or worse, then like, yeah, it's a it's a whole like why do you need that? Because nothing nothing mm-hmm. matters. I'm going to stay with you even if like things are the worst, but. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's healthy. I mm-hmm. think that is mm-hmm. bullshit. And I think that was made because it used to be to own women. <laughs> yeah, so, like, they couldn't sure. get away from it. Um, so, yeah. I mm. yeah, I feel like we need to reevaluate marriage in general. Mm-hmm. Although I'm not very religious, so that's where I'm coming mm. from. I'm coming from a very, like, let's look at the logic of marriage and, like, love. Yeah. See how what, how, what benefits the two. Q, I know it's your turn to answer the question, but I just want to piggyback off of what you just said. I feel the same way, but for different reasons about, like, 
for sickness and health forever and always. That's mm-hmm. not the case in me since last week's yeah. episode. When I was like, I don't see myself being married to one person. Mm. But the reason why I don't believe in prenups, because you were using that, uh, or you were saying that as like an argument too. Yeah, like yeah. I definitely see Because things point. happen. Yeah. But I feel like if I don't trust you enough, but then again, people change. People change, People Lord. switch up on you. Yeah. But I just feel like, uh, my gut instinct is to be like, I feel like if I don't trust you enough, then what, like, why am I even married to you? Yeah. And see, my whole thing, my thought process is on it, because obviously no one goes into it thinking I'm going to be married to a person who's going to screw me in the end if we get divorced. Right. Like, no one's ever like, <laughs> no one's ever like, man, I bet if we get divorced, it's going to be bad. It's going to be the worst. Like, cross your fingers, guys. Like, no one, no one ever goes into it <laughs> I'm thinking that. I'm going to fuck their life know? up so bad. You know, no one ever goes into it thinking that. But then, then you know, over the years, things happen. <laughs> um, those little irritants that they kind of just swept under the rug for a few years, by the time they get ready for a divorce, Divorce, you know, then that becomes a big thing. It blows up, and now all of a sudden, you're you guys are like <laughs> trashing each other in court, and it's a whole debacle. And I'm not saying that that's what's going to happen. I'm not saying I'm not saying to even go into marriage expecting that. But I don't know. I guess if my even thinking about my current partner now, like if he came to me and was like, "All right, we're getting married tomorrow." Um, I know neither one of us have anything, but let's say, uh, but if we're going to get married, let's just say, look, if anything happens, we, we walk out with what we came in with. I feel like, you know, I'd be like, okay, like, fine. Know. You know, like I know. it just, I would, I would, I would have I to mean, read the documents. But to right? me- and maybe we could even come up, to, maybe we could even come together as a couple, like, look, this is what we're going to lay down as like, kind of like yeah. our pre-vows. Like, these are the vows and this is what, and if these stipulations aren't met, if we happen to get divorced, this is what's going to happen. That way, mm-hmm. that way, in the event that something goes all the way left, there is no even need for a super big drawn out thing no right. heated discussions no nothing because guess what we planned already, yeah. we already we already set this out so now if it's if it is the end if it does come to the natural progression like you're saying like okay our seven years is up we ran our time we had a successful marriage <laughs> okay y'all need to see the air question we had a successful marriage we can now have <laughs> we can now have a successful divorce and we can just mm-hmm. cut tie and they're they're and now everyone leaves Maybe not 100% happy, but, you know, 90% happy inside, <laughs> and there's no issue now. Now there's no, like, oh, you're screwing me in the divorce. Now I'm going to keep you from seeing the kids. Like, there's none of that. Right. It's like, right. no. No, we already we already decided before we it even got, before it even got to a point where we're heated and can't think where straight. Where the emotions are in when, it, yeah. Right, when the emotions are in the way, it's like, no. We've already discussed this when we had level heads. Mm-hmm. This is what it's going to be. Signs of I love that. And that's, I love that. Coming back to the question, like, I do think it's smart to reevaluate those things. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, like, yeah, let's come in with what we have, mm-hmm. right? Then, like, like five, five or ten years later, mm. like, we've accumulated shit. Mm-hmm. Like, do we feel like we've accumulated <laughs> equally? Like, how do we feel, like, if we split today? How would it? And honestly, I feel like that. Like, because so many marriages fail because they're not communicating. Mm-hmm. That forces you to be like, what are you, like, pissed off about right now? Like, what do, mm-hmm. what are we not equalized in? And so, yeah, I, I just think in general, this is mm-hmm. good-ass. Mm-hmm. If you're not going to do therapy, you should have a prenup that <laughs> gets that you, you to talk every five years. Update, like, like a will. Yeah. Like, you know, hey. I really love that response that you just gave. I think that's beautiful. I really do. I think that's a really good, like, fresh take on it. I I don't know, but there's, like, a part of me also that is just, I just feel like, okay, so if we're married and if I'm, like, if we're committed to each other, 
There was the air, air quotes, quotes. <laughs> around each committed other. Committed to each other. I know you guys like, felt if it. If we're, like, Commit. committed, then, like, I don't know. I, I think it really is just, like, seeing my parents. Like, it's, like, what do we need to talk about? The end for. The end for. Mm-hmm. Like. I get it. It, 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 if, I, if I wasn't seeing, like, the end free, I mean, I know people switch up. Like we said earlier, people would be switching up. But I trust my judgment, and I feel like if this is it, then I just feel like you would never do me dirty. You know? You would never do me dirty, but, again, you don't know people until they show you who they are, but... I feel like I've seen. I don't know. I don't know. You're I'm like so, dipping I'm your like, toe in the like. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Never know, but people be. Yeah, you know, no, one thousand percent. Dipping my whole toe, like my whole big toe. Honestly, all of them, all five, like yeah, dipping like, them in. No, I don't know what to do out, like, because I feel like. Yeah. Do y'all not feel that way? Like, if I trusted you to love me, then you would. But didn't Disney do that to us? Disney did that to me, like, telling us, like, no, if you find the right one, his heart will burst into a million paper airplanes and soar you into the future. Like, I feel like, (laughs) I feel like the logical adult thing is, like, people change and we know that because we have been through enough life now to see how much we have changed and i and it's it doesn't i find it unlikely that we will not change from this point on so like and i don't i I would want to like i want to we're going to change but your core like who you are as a person your nature that's not gonna change i don't think so i'm hoping so like like if i love you and i like really like feel for you and i like even if uh, in a hundred years, if I can't fucking stand you, just because of the type of person I am, I'm not gonna do that to you. He's like Tuck Everlasting, like living a hundred years. <laughs> or over like here. in the like, next like fifty years, you know. Yeah. Let's be realistic. In the next, I'm not gonna. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that to you. But I. I mean, again, I can't say everything the same for everyone. There's but, also things that you haven't thought of right now, right? Like, because you can't imagine true. what your life's gonna be like in ten true. years with this whoever this partner is. So it's like. Oh, like I'm not gonna do whatever to you, but then they do this one thing that, like, oh, I didn't even have that thing when I said that, so I didn't know that I would hate you forever because you took that thing away from me. Right. Like, like let's say you get you married, you get married, and you're like, our love is strong. I know this man. We we're gonna be together for the next however many set years you want to be with them because we know it's not forever. But but like but but like so good, so good, so good. Then you blow up. You know, your music becomes huge. You're making all this money. You're going on tour. You're getting all these, like, everything. You're getting everything. But now, all of a sudden, your partner's like, look, this isn't what I signed up for. Like, you're gone all the time. You're not here for our kids. Like, I'm, I feel like I'm taking the brunt of this emotional weight of the, of the relationship. It's just not working. You try as much as you can to make it work. It doesn't work. So now you're going to get divorced. And now your partner's like, look, I want half. You, are you just going to be fine? I mean, I'm not saying you don't want to take care of them, but then you're like, do you deserve half of my money? Because Well, but yeah. don't they? I mean, I because in my, in my head, yeah. Because, yeah. like, you both signed up for a life that you both have agreed did not happen. And that's the reason, it seems like, is this new career choice and whatever. So, like, give me mine because I helped your ass do that. Like, I was paying half the bills. Shut I was taking care of your kids. 
Like, you know? A question. Ew. A question. <laughs> it's like, because you was on the whole other side of the fence. But <laughs> now. Well, no, this is only because. Wait, wait. <laughs> yeah, this, yeah, yeah. no yeah, this is because there is no prenup. See, this is why I feel so, so strongly about the prenup I'm thing. Saying, because this, I'm coming for you. This if, question. If we're not, like, wait, wait. Yes, come, wait, come, wait, come, wait. come. Y'all, wait, wait, wait. I want to know. Let's keep it straight. Let's keep it straight. This question is happening. Because there is no prenup. That's yeah. what I'm saying. There is no yeah. prenup now in place, and that's why this is even coming. Into, and I'm not, again, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that the partner who is requesting the divorce, who is not the person who made it, I'm not saying they don't deserve the money. I'm just asking, mm-hmm. like, playing devil's advocate. How would you feel? Do you feel like, I yeah. mean, because you and said see, you would take so care of it. it's so crazy because Stephanie was like, oh, yeah, like, I mean, they do deserve, like, half the money. Like, I, I put you on. Like, I, I stood here and took care of X, mm-hmm. Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. You know why you was mm-hmm. out here doing X, Y, you know? I get it. I get it. But me, <laughs> if my partner was to say that to me, if Monica was to say that, I'll be like, wait a minute. <laughs> wait, we're on the tapes, bitch. Because I'm fucking doing the work, my nigga. Like, bitch, I'm doing the work. Like, what you mean you deserve half, girl? Like, I would be but like, well, I partnership <laughs> as of Wednesday. So half from what you were worth on Wednesday. And after right. that, you're whatever. Like, yeah. And I mean, I agree with like what you're saying, though. Like, yeah. that's 100 percent true. It's like, what you mean? What I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's like, nigga, right. like, bitch, I, I've been here. Hold, I, I might not have been out in the field, but I'm still working, too. And we're in this together. And these are my kids. Just like they're your, like, mm-hmm. Like I, see, I totally got it. I'm not saying that <laughs> if you so, were to get divorced without a prenup that fuck. you shouldn't have to give them the money or whatever. But I am saying that if that were to happen, like if you did have a prenup in place, one that you could maybe update every so often, that if that did happen, they're like, look, it's just not working anymore. I feel like you both could split. And then if you want to take care of them, like you say you do, you're like, look, I know this is what we agreed to last time we, you know, uh, adjusted the, the prenup. But now that it's over, I want to give you this. Mm-hmm. large lump sum or this monthly sum or whatever because I still care about you. I want to, you know, you have the mm-hmm. option and you can do it from the goodness of your heart and they know like, I'm not doing this because I have to. I'm doing this because I want to take care of you. Like, you're important to me. You are you the my kids father parent. of my children or whatever. Yeah. Whatever the case may be. I'm not to have my kids parent looking out, out here looking dusty. But, mm-hmm. right. You know? You guys, let's know it's not even think. about you. It's about the fact that I love my kids so much. Mm-hmm. Like, exactly. I love my kids too much to have them with a dusty parent. But I mean, you know what, what if there are no kids? What if kids aren't even in the situation? That's we got. That's a whole. That's a whole. But I'm saying you gotta think about it. I'm saying you gotta think about it. If there were no kids, at like, that point, then if there's no, like, kids, there are no kids, then involved. then you're on your own. Honestly, like yeah, if, th- this, if you this really, this was an experience we had together. By yeah, but if you exactly. were married with no prenup, no kids, and they're like, if you really need it. Call me and I I will do my best. I got you. But if you don't really need it, do not fucking call me. <laughs> and I will make that judgment myself. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. that's on, I'll decide that's on me. Really when it comes it. to my kids, that's something whole like a whole. That's a whole last different story. But if you if you if you need it and we don't have kids together, come to me. I will help you. But come to me when I like make me your last option. Well, you guys, let us know what you think. Would you guys want to sign a prenup if your partner asks? Would you want your partner to sign a prenup, even if you guys have nothing? Mm-hmm. Let us know, because I'm really interested. Send us an email to our email at adultingunscripted at gmail.com, or you can send us a DM to our IG at... Adulting Unscripted. 
All right. But I really do think that's going to pretty much wrap us up for this episode, don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Anything on anybody's so part? We before you go, Steph, we do want you to give your socials so people can follow oh, yes, you and find you if they want to hear your music. Yes. If you want to see some music, some silliness, um, and some emotion. I have a lot of emotion on there. There's a lot of, like, emo stuff. Um, it's Slay the Music, which is S-L-A-E, the music. Is that on Instagram? That is on Instagram. Yes, okay, Instagram. Perfect. And then, are you doing any other artistic endeavors? Like, um, so not wise? yes, but it's um, kind of farther down. Well, go ahead and, and shout uh, out. Um, I am directing with Marietta Theater Company uh, uh, auditions. If you are a singer slash actor that really likes to do farce, very fun. Uh, we're doing Lucky Stiff in February of 2022. Auditions are in December. Um, so I'm. Very excited to direct again. Lady Q, you've been directed by me. I have. It's been, it was a blast when I got to do it. So, so much fun. Oh, fun. Yeah. I love that. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. we'll try and link that um, in the auditions when that happens. We'll link that. We'll put it in the show notes for you guys. If you are in the Atlanta, Marietta, Decatur sort of area and you want to audition, we will link that for you um, as the details get a little bit closer. For sure. And also let us know when the show dates are. Yeah, and, yeah um, absolutely. Then we can put yeah, we can put that on like our Instagram or something. I know it's um I should know the actual dates. It's the end of February and the last date is March fifth. So it's those three weekends. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Beautiful. We'll look that up or when you know you get it concrete, yeah, you can I'd just let to. like you know or yeah. me or our email, whatever. And we definitely want to support. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much Thanks for, being, for being, here. being here. I know. This was so fun. Always such a pleasure to have guests on the show. Well, we mm-hmm. hope you guys tune in next week where we'll have a brand new episode of Adulting Unscripted. Per. As wow. always, I am your girl, Lady Q. I'm your boy, Sam. And we out. Whoop. Get out. <laughs> and our special guest, Stephanie. Stephanie. Yeah. <laughs> right. We'll see you later, guys. Peace.